Amos 5.24 declares, But let justice run down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream flowing abundantly. Welcome to our third episode in Season 3 of Iona Speaks about Defending Self-Justice, a platform used for us as women to hear how we can walk in our dominion through the power of voice and the strength of awareness. May this podcast bring hope through enlightenment for every listener on their journey to self-justice in Jesus' name. During this season, we have discussed generational impact and historical influencers. In this episode, we will be discussing the impact of forgiveness. Forgiveness can be seen as an ugly word for some because of the vulnerability it involves. Forgiveness is for those who have wronged an individual, who have hurt an individual, who have disregarded an individual and who have misunderstood an individual. Forgiveness involves acknowledging the pain received and all that is connected to that pain, spiritually, physically, socially, economically, educationally, and emotionally. Although painful, forgiveness can be liberating because it is a selfless act of empowerment that says, I will not hold another person or even myself captive to a false ideology, regardless of the relationship I have or don't have with that person. Their actions will not dictate or control my reaction. Forgiveness takes time for some and can be quick for others. Yet the impact is the same freedom from bondage, and peace of mind. In earlier episodes, I spoke about the painful experiences I encountered with my mother, the person who birthed me and whom I thought was responsible for nurturing me. When words were directed at me that were degrading, non-complimentary, unknowledgeable of who I am, and felt completely unloving, I had a choice to make. I could either hold on to those words let them shape my life down an alternative path and believe them as truth because of who they were coming from. Or remember that I was fearfully and wonderfully made for a greater purpose to have dominion with God who created me. In the month of April, there are so many observations that are made, such as national child abuse prevention, celebration of diversity, sexual assault awareness, autism awareness, financial literacy, and the designation of this being the month of hope. In the midst of trauma and despair, this month brings triumph and victory through hope. Hope of self, hope for family, hope for our communities, and hope for our nation and world. What makes this month so special in the midst of darkness and despair, pain and suffering? is the fact that it celebrates the death of the greatest man to live on this earth and his resurrection, Jesus Christ. After being brutally tortured, both physically and emotionally, he hung on a cross with his body bruised, tattered, slashed, and maimed. He saw and heard people who once praised him and said they loved him, who now screamed for his blood and for his life during a criminal's death of crucifixion that he didn't even deserve. 
According to Greek history, with no pain medication and no shots to numb any part of his body, as he laid upon a wooden cross, three iron spiked nails that had a square thickness of three eighths of an inch, being between the length of five to seven inches, were pounded into his body with such vengeance and hatred and no remorse. Two of these nails were hammered through both of his hands, which translates into his wrist, and one was hammered through both of his feet inside of the Achilles tendon. And as this man, Jesus, who was more than a man, because he was God in the flesh, who had all the power to stop this excruciating pain, he didn't. He took the full weight of fear, hatred, misplaced anger, malicious intent, murder, racism, sexism, abuse, and every sin that could ever be imaginable. Even though he hadn't done any of these, he did it all because of love. Then even as he was being screamed at, mocked at, tortured, one of the things he says that is recorded in Luke 23, verse 34, is, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because he forgave, we have the ability to forgive and can walk in the impact of forgiveness, no matter how long it takes. So tonight, to dialogue with me on this impact, I am honored and privileged to have as my guest a dynamic woman of faith, an entrepreneur, a thought leader, a mother, a friend, an owner and CEO of Fresh Waters, Candace Perot. Candace, welcome and thank you for joining me in this important discussion. Good evening. Iona, wow, what powerful words. And let me thank you for allowing me this opportunity to address something so dear to my heart, forgiveness. So you know what, forgiveness can be such a charged word because of what it involves. So Candace, what does forgiveness mean to you? As I said, what a powerful, powerful topic. Forgiveness, it can mean so many things and at so many different levels. But to me, it's usually something that someone is holding on to as a grudge, um, not letting go of that bitterness, that hurt. And the forgiveness has to be something that people recognize that is needed for yourself, if not for as much as the person who did you wrong. So forgiveness is, is that something that it's not often understood and it's because of someone's anger and their resentment and they're so caught up in that that they can't see beyond the unforgiveness. But mm. forgiveness is needed. It, it, it's not only to block, you know, if not only to not block your own blessings, and, and my thought on that is, as you said earlier, you know, when we look at what God has suffered for us, who are we to expect to be forgiven, but not ready to forgive? That's mm -hmm. what forgiveness means to me. Yes. Yes. That's, you know, some of the things that you said, like, for example, forgiveness is holding on to bitterness. 
And really, if you're holding on to something, you're not letting it go. Mm-hmm. You're allowing that thing to hold you mm-hmm. captive. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said when you said it's not only for you, the person mm-hmm. who needs to do the forgiveness, the forgiving, mm-hmm. but it's, mm-hmm. it's also for that person who actually executed that offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it serves a dual purpose. And that's so important. And it's still so challenging sometimes mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. individuals to walk out what mm-hmm. freedom really means. And so here you have been, you've created this wonderful um, business called Fresh Waters. Mm-hmm. And as a visionary and entrepreneur, can you talk a little bit about how this vision was birthed in you and what purpose it actually serves. Absolutely. Freshwaters was very much a spiritual birth for me. Um, I have served in many of the organizations and the industries that you mentioned, um, the sexual assault, the victims of sexual assault, um, human trafficking survivors, people of domestic abuse. And so when you see, you know, in everyday life how people suffer, and then I take it to the corporate um, sector where I've worked and I see how some of those people exist within the within the corporate world, everyday normal people that we don't realize what they are dealing with. And so for me, in helping a lot of people through the life coaching, being a life coach and an influencer um, and dealing with everyday people, I really felt that this was where God placed me um, in these situations with people struggling with the pain, the trauma, and just life's dealings in general. And so what, what you recognize is that, and you, and you, you know, understand this absolutely, but people aren't always afforded the same opportunities. Mm. And so very often we get in our own way, but sometimes people just need to be shown that light. So I wanted an organization that shows how one can clearly see the vision God has for them. And if they do the work, and they understand that it's okay to have roadblocks, it's what you do with those roadblocks, then you can be all that God wants you to be. So Freshwaters is an organization that's giving individuals a fresh start and a sense of purpose. So when we see that so many people go through life never knowing their purpose or why they're here, we help them to see that vision and to get to that goal with no judgment, um, on of any part and just helping them to get over those roadblocks. Mm. That is so powerful. Thank the you. fact that fresh waters is mm-hmm. something that basically is speaking to a person's brokenness as they're experiencing the bitterness of pain mm-hmm. and you're allowing them to see now a different vision. What is the God vision that has been placed over their life that they might not have been able to see? And then giving them practical tips and practical tools on how to actually reach for those goals, to attain that goal. Um, Because I loved how you said, sometimes we as individuals get in our own way Mm -hmm. and we can block uh, ourselves. And so, you know, what do you do with those roadblocks? You know, mm-hmm. how do you how do you get past those roadblocks? Um, because they can be something that is hindering 
Mm-hmm. And something that prevents us and um, prevents us from moving forward. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about forgiveness, when someone has done just, you know, the unthinkable to you, the unimaginable to a person, you know, whether it's sexual assault or whether it's racism or whether it's sexism, um, but they've been wronged, um, mm-hmm. they've been degraded. Uh, what are some of those practical steps that can help them get over that hump that's causing that bitterness to turn into anger, to turn into unforgiveness that's blocking them from releasing it? Absolutely. And, and so the first and foremost is identifying that there are roadblocks and that there are things that people don't see and they refuse to recognize that that is what's holding them back. And forgiveness is very much one of those um, blocks that stop people from being all that they can be. And so when you you start unpacking the bricks for them to realize what they're carrying and understanding that while you're over here, you know, bitter and angry and annoyed with somebody, and I've even had people that cannot even remember why they're angry at that person and what it is that they don't forgive them for. And so it's, you know, sort of taking down those bricks one at a time to say, understanding how this stops you from being your, your, your best you. And, and, you know, how does the saying goes, um, you know, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I've always loved that because I think that's very true because we allow it to infect us and, you know, take over our lives. And the other person has gone on with their life. So it's sort of getting them to understand where are you headed? And while you're stuck in this place, they're going on with their life and you're still holding on to that resentment and the anger. And it doesn't happen overnight, but at least getting individuals to understand baby steps, one step at a time to understand for you to be the best you, there are some things you're going to have to let go of and trust that God's going to handle this and that you cannot allow your sense of purpose and what he has built for you to stop you from getting down your path while you're blocking someone else's. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. I love how you said forgiveness is a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Unforgiveness, sorry. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a roadblock. Mm-hmm. And to, to recognize that in order to get past that block, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to take it down or you're going to have to go around it. Like if mm-hmm. there's a roadblock in the road and mm-hmm. you're driving someplace and there's some type of barrier that's preventing you from getting to the other side, mm-hmm. you're going to take steps to get over that barrier. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you need to go through that barrier very hard and crush it down or kick it down or, or mm-hmm. you're going to need to climb over it or you're going to need to go you know, on the side of it to get around it. But you're going to have to, it's, it requires an action. And it makes me think back to you know, those times when growing up in my, my home and, you know, my mother did have an illness. So some of the things that she was saying and some of the actions that she was um, doing towards me was because of uh, her illness. Mm -hmm. It was an illness that she didn't recognize and she still doesn't recognize. It's the same thing as far as what you said, as far as you have to recognize first Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there. And so if that person can't recognize it, 
then that can't be a hindrance for me. And I just remembered uh, listening to the encouragement from my grandparents and from my dad of saying who I was, who I was created to be, who God created me to be, and that I really needed to um, not think of her. I couldn't think of her as the enemy because she was not my enemy. Mm -hmm. I needed to think of her as someone who was experiencing a sickness that they didn't have all the control over. However, anyone will tell you, somebody who has any type of diagnosis, especially something like um, paranoid schizophrenia, mm -hmm. there's still a responsibility that that individual has as well. Mm -hmm. So even though there might have been a sickness there, there still is a responsibility to find out how to take care of themselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that sickness. And so what I had to learn is when you said taking down bricks one at a time mm -hmm. is to know that those bricks had to be bricks that I was putting up, those barriers, mm -hmm. because I could, I had no control over what she did or how she behaved. Mm -hmm. but I did have control over how I would respond. Mm -hmm. and, so, and I, and, and I, and that falls in line with the fact that I don't want to, drink the poison and then expect the other person to die because <laughs> I'm giving them responsibility over my actions. And mm -hmm. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And you made a good point that those bricks are what we put up to protect ourselves, right? So those same bricks that you put up, you're taking them down one at a time. And so a very common one that I see when we talk about unforgiveness is I do a lot with at-risk youth um, and, and youth ministry. And very often the, the youth are so angry, whether their parents have divorced, whether they've never had a parent in their life, whether they're de dealing with a single parent. Mm -hmm. And very often that bitterness that they've, they hold on to, it, you know, and this is a, a, a really common one. And I say to them, you know, you have to trust that God's got you exactly where he wants you. And then when you give them an experience or a memory of a parent that was absent in their lives, and then you ask them for their latest memory, it's usually a bad memory. And so it's explaining mm -hmm. to them that you're holding on to all this anger and resentment when you actually should be forgiving that person because God has kept you and look where you are today. And you can see the light bulbs go off in these teenagers' heads like, wow. And there's a reason that God didn't put that person in your life because he knew they couldn't handle you. So don't be so quick to be unforgiving because that parent was not there or you feel they divorced. As an adult, you will be able to appreciate it so much more than you can as a youth. And when they start embracing that and you see them start to take those bricks down, it's amazing to see how they now can start to move on with their life and start establishing their life and do better with their life. So like you said, when you look back to what your household looks like, that's very common for our youth of today that come from broken homes or broken relationships or those relationships they didn't know. And so that's a huge one for, for our youth is that whole forgiveness, absolutely, or lack of. Yeah, and then you bring up another point to the fact of, you know, once you get older, you can take a look back and you can see. Yes. And so, you know, while you're experiencing it, while I was in it, you know, that's challenging. Yet each step, 
that's why it's like it was it was almost like it was progressive and um it was okay i can forgive for this thing being said i can forgive for this action being done and then even though another action would come i'd have to forgive for that as well yes. and i recognized for myself that the biggest thing i had to do was to first also forgive myself yes for being just yes. a pattern because yes. once i was able to really release that to god and say you know what it's okay that i feel the hurt every time something is said mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. still forgive that individual because she knows not what she does mm-hmm. she knows not what she says she has no comprehension or understanding of the consequences of her actions and i'm not going to allow her to grip me so i'm going to forgive myself and that was a that was a, a, a an awakening moment for me that aha moment mm-hmm. i'm going to forgive myself which now made it so much easier mm-hmm. to now mm-hmm. forgive her mm-hmm. no matter what she says or does even today Mm-hmm. And that's a big one, you know, and I often say that to people. It's okay to forgive yourself. It's okay. And, you know, some will say, well, what does that look like? Well, what does that look like for you? What are you forgiving yourself for? And what do you think of the things that you feel you failed in when you didn't really fail, right? God already knows what he has planned for us. We just didn't get there yet. So don't rush it. Just forgive yourself for those things that you think you didn't get to or for whatever reason or however you've handled somebody but whatever that looks like forgive yourself first and then you can forgive others because you understand the importance of being able to forgive absolutely yeah and And with that experiencing what you have encountered personally being the woman that you are how would you say that forgiveness has impacted your life and the life of your children, because you have three sons and you've experienced a lot of hurt and pain yourself as everyone does. Mm-hmm. And we wanna make sure that we can become defenders of self-justice. Yes. And then we show and model for our children how to become defenders of their self-justice. Absolutely. And coming from Europe, especially coming to the US, from Europe, it was very, very different for me. And so when we talk about, you know, forgiveness and having to forgive, wow, I've had to really put my big girl shoes on um, and forgive in a lot of areas that people say, you know, how did you manage to do that? You just do. And, it, you know, if, if you ask yourself, what have you had to ask for forgiveness for? very often people so so easily forget and so for me there are times i need to be forgiven and there are times that you know i have to go to god and say you know I, you know i i repent and i this and i that and however it is i'm asking for his forgiveness so for me it was a very different experience for me coming to the us um with my first son and then raising my other two sons, all three together. But I raised them to be, um, intentionally raised them to be very independent because I just didn't have the family here that I had um, back in England. And so what I taught them was that, you know, realizing that you are going to get knocked down, but when the devil knocks you down, 
you've got to be able to extend your hand and know that God will pull you up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really raise them to understand that, you know, that lack of forgiveness, you're only blocking your own blessings. So they've gone through some things through their childhood and namely, you know, I experienced a divorce. And that's one of the things that I always held my head up on and telling them that, you know, don't hold grudges, whether it's family members, if you felt like certain family members weren't there for you, it's okay. Because again, I'm a true believer that God keeps certain people out of your life for a reason. Whether it's family members, friends, and, you know, when we clean house and we do things that we do, people say, oh, they weren't there and they didn't come around. Oh, there might be a reason for that. And so there were some very simple lessons, even as young men, that they had to learn, you know, that we forgive because if not, that blocks your blessings and you don't allow them to do that. And I think with that, when when people think about forgiveness, you think automatically you're forgiving somebody, so it's okay, you're pally, pally, buddy, buddy, but you're not. What you're saying is, I forgive you, and I'm going to take the time that I need to heal through that forgiveness. You know, the old saying, to forgive is to forget. Nah, yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand when people say, I'll never forget. You won't ever forget. But it's how you place that memory and what you do with that memory. And if you can look at that and look back and say, that was then and this is now, I've gone on with my life. But if I wallow in what somebody did to me and how they harmed me, you know, where would we be if not for Christ dying for us? Where would we be? And so, you know, that's sort of how I live my life with, I may not like what's been done to me, but I will forgive because you don't get to take another minute of my peace. No, no. Not another second, let alone another minute, another second. That is really the crust, the, the, the crux of um, being a defender of your self-justice. Mm-hmm. Because you are walking in what God's justice is for you. Mm-hmm. And you are actually saying, I'm not going to allow anybody to take my peace. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow any situation to destroy my joy. I'm not going to permit any, um, you know, dire circumstance to prevent me from walking in the peace that is given to me. And that means I might need some steps. I might mm-hmm. need some people around me to help encourage me, um, like you know how you did for your sons to um, continue to speak life into them and to continue to let them know who they are and that they are, you know, men of valor and men of worth and men of strength and men of dignity. And they were um, created to have purpose regardless of the bitter situations and circumstances that they might have found themselves in. Yet, as you said, God removes people out of our lives for purpose. He also mm-hmm. brings people into our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's, that, that really is very, very true because when he closes one door, he'll open five more. Just don't keep going back and turning the handle of the door that he's closed because <laughs> there's a reason that, you know, that he's done that. And so, you know, I, I, I just believe that forgiveness gives you the power to say you will not own another second. Not another, not another second of, of, of my happiness. And we, we, we really can't control 
how people act, but we can control our response to their actions. So we can say what you did to me was wrong, but I will forgive you in my healing as God forgave me. And that's where the, that's where the forgiveness really begins. People say, okay, if I say I forgive them, it's a done thing. No, it's a work. We're all a work in progress. So, you know, there are times that, like I said, you, we're going to have to forgive ourselves. And in simple form, you know, if you remind yourself of a time when you needed to be forgiven and how that felt, and everybody's had one or another experience. And then you think, wow, will they ever forgive me? And, and it can be something small, as I said in the beginning, you know, it's all levels of forgiveness. So it could be something small, it could be something huge. And one thing I like to say is, you know, ask your close family and friends, is there something I need you that, that, that you need me to be forgiven for? And if I've done something to wrong you, please let me know so that I can ask for your forgiveness because we tend to just take for granted our close family and friends. And so every once in a while, I think everybody should do that. And like I said, when you forgive, you don't forget, but you do know that the healing will not happen overnight. And if you don't begin to forgive, you're drinking that poison. You really are. It's so <laughs> embrace your happiness and forgive yourself for anything you haven't already forgiven yourself for. Take a good look at, do I need to forgive myself for something? And if you do, give yourself permission to do it. It's okay. The way that I had uh, wanted it to be or desired to be, but it is the relationship that God ordained for it to be. Mm-hmm. And there is a respect there. I know that I am the way that I am because of my mother. Absolutely. And I know that there is love there. And that, you know, it took me, it, it took me a long time to get to the place of even recognizing that my mother even loved me just because of the things she said and the actions. But when I was able to look at it through God's eyes and mm-hmm. see her for the valuable woman that she actually is and the woman of faith and the woman of strength that she is, I was able to receive the love that she was able to give to me. And that was important. And so, you know, it it began to shift everything. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I just want to thank you for taking the time to engage in this dialogue with me because there is power and there is impact in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And unforgiveness is a poison. It is. It's poisonous and it is murderous. Mm-hmm. And if we hold on to it, it's affecting us more than it's affecting anybody else. Absolutely. And I would like to just say when you, you know, you speak of your mother and um and you're just an amazing individual. And so the way I look at it when I hear you say that is God knew who that vessel needed to be to carry you. And so without her, there would be no you. And so when you look at the mighty things that you are doing and have done and will continue to do, you sort of have to say, don't know how I got here, Lord, but I know that you had your hands all over this, so thank you. <laughs> so it's all good, it's all good, yeah. So true, so true. Um, Thank you for sharing about how forgiveness helps to shape us as women and mothers to be defenders of self-justice. 
walking in a path that even though challenging, it's rewarding because mm -hmm. it's why we were created. Yes. People hurt others intentionally without any understanding of the consequences because they know not what they do. And that's what keeps ringing in my head. When Jesus was on that cross and he was experiencing all of that pain, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yes. Yes. And, you know, even when we hurt ourselves, there is a requirement for us to forgive ourselves so that we can take a look back at the mirror image that's looking at us and yes. we can say, forgive us, forgive me, forgive them, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we and they don't know what we do. Absolutely. So if you can just take um, these final last seconds just to share your final thoughts and provide the listeners with information on how they can connect with you about fresh waters. Absolutely. So my final thoughts are that I, I think this is an amazing um, topic and I think that everybody has encountered forgiveness versus unforgiveness over time. And so in the, the self-reflection, we as individuals and, and powerful women that are put here for a reason, don't take on the guilt and don't take on the burden. As I said, take time to forgive yourself for anything you think you may have carried. It's okay. You got where you are today because of who you are and whose you are. And you have to remember that. And we're not who people say we are. We are, we are who God made us to be. And so the final thought is don't be so quick to judge. Remember that there will be roadblocks that you need to get over. And if you have to forgive somebody, remember you're forgiving in your healing. And while you're healing, you're forgiving. So please remember that you are all beautifully and wonderfully made. Thank you. I am Candace Parrott with Fresh Waters. I can be reached at the website, which is fresh-waters.org. I can be texted at 202-359-4100. And my Instagram is freshwaterscsp. That's C as in Charlie, S as in Sam, P as in Paul, freshwaterscsp. Please feel free to reach out to me and keep loving yourselves. Thank you so Thank you. much. As we conclude this episode, I trust that every woman and mother listening, that you are empowered, to walk in your dominion, that you realize that there is value in your life through all of your experiences, and that you can become the defender of self-justice. Thank you for listening to Iona Speaks about defending self-justice and have a prosperous and powerful week.